This week was the most important religious holiday of my year. What's normally a day of celebration and feasting with my extended church family was instead kept at home in front of a screen. No candles, no shouts, no processions. But the following morning, we opted to create a physical event that met all of the existing regulations. We met outside. We socially distanced ourselves. Many of us wore gloves and masks. For an hour, we were together. Wasn't enough? When we talk about Toastmasters in 2020 in the future, what are we going to say? Was it enough? Learning leadership skills takes us out of our comfort zones. Do you want to learn leadership skills in a safe environment without the risks of harming your career? Then Toastmasters is for you. Toastmasters is where leaders are made. We'll introduce you to the foundations and give you the opportunities to grow your skills. This is Toastmasters 101, and I'm your host, Kim Cradgey. I believe I've mentioned my first high-performance leadership project on the podcast in the past. I agreed to manage a series of eight dinners for a teacher who was leading a discussion group with some people in my church. The number of attendees was never very specific in our discussion, but we guessed it would be about 10 to 12. It was usually 15 and often 20. The sequence was scheduled for eight weeks in July and August. Instead, the teacher took August off. Then, the number of sessions was extended from 8 to 16, which overlapped my new job, which had me out of the area for the last four sessions. The teacher didn't have a problem with any of this. I had the problem. I had a team I had recruited for a set period of time, and suddenly, I had a crisis. It's the nature of an emergency that we don't have time to think or plan ahead. Disruptions are not courteous and they do not send advance warnings. Leaders don't have a lot of time to think in these circumstances. And that's probably the source of many problems. We don't have the time or all the knowledge we need for the perfect solution. But most leaders, I hope, do what's best with the time and the knowledge that they have. Sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes as a result, we overestimate what our response should be. We get absolute. It's got to be big. Then the leaders get slammed for the overintended consequences. Or we underestimate what should be done. And then the leaders get slammed for not doing enough. It's a no-win situation, isn't it? Is only perfection acceptable? No wonder people are afraid of leadership. When you think of leadership in adversity, what do you think? We've all seen political leaders in crises or religious leaders or leaders in our respective careers. No one is immune from a crisis. It's how you manage yourselves that matters. Let me introduce you to Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio as an example of what I see as smart leadership in crisis. Every day at 2 p.m., Governor DeWine holds a press conference along with key personnel to talk about today's COVID-19 situation. It's so popular that we here in Ohio have named it Wine with Mike DeWine Hour. Okay, yeah, we don't have much else to do in Ohio right now. He's doing a few things really well. He's giving daily reports. 
Sometimes they contradict previous information. Sometimes they update data. We see Governor DeWine try to bring some humor and some good-natured recommendations. And what is it with his ties? He's always talking about his ties. He recognizes partnerships. When outside advice is needed, these people are recognized and brought in to make their own statements that we can learn from. Third, he adjusts for change. Acknowledging that there will be times that some information comes along that we didn't have before, he adjusts accordingly. But he also accepts that the new data is going to make new changes in the future. In the face of almost daily ups and downs in our state, our governor has been doing an outstanding job of communicating with his citizens. He's managing himself well, and I don't mean that in a political way. I think he's trying to transcend the political world and speak to all of us in the state with his best intentions and policies. He's demonstrating great leadership and adversity. What do we take away from his example? First, you got to make the decisions. You can't wait for the fallout and then decide. The role of the leader is to cut through all the extraneous information, get to the heart of the problem, and deal with it. How to deal with it depends. How do you prioritize it? In the end, whatever you decide, some people will like your decisions and like you, and some won't. That can't stop you from making the decisions that will have an impact on those who are following you. Leaders face the struggles ahead of everybody else and are charged with the task of informing the rest of us. Second, communication with your team and your members. Is there such a thing as too much communication? We in the marketing world talk about this. How much is too much? How many emails before a potential customer gets frustrated and unsubscribes versus how many messages are needed for the potential customer to click on the learn more link? There are as many opinions as there are options on that topic. I'm looking at you, online shoe store that sent me three different emails in one day. Away with you! I think that we in District 10 tend to be a little more conservative in how many emails we send out to our Toastmasters members. Should we have sent out more in the past month? Hard to say. Is our membership tired of seeing our name in their email list and opting out of our emails? Or are we members hungry for more details than we're getting? You need to ask your membership for some feedback that can guide you on how much you need to be communicating with them. Third, be upfront with the changes as they happen. District 10 the entire state of Ohio, has ridden this bucking bronco for the last several weeks, and we hope the end is in sight. But we also know that this process isn't clear. We have a very proactive governor here. Looking ahead and making decisions based on the current information does not mean that a decision is unchangeable. It means new data has been added and adjustments have to be made. Toastmasters, where leaders are made... That's what we call ourselves. We need a lot of leadership in our Toastmasters clubs right now. Being a club officer means struggling with a lot of different issues, and it's not always clear what the best way to go exactly is. As leaders, you need to keep meeting. You've probably got options from your district to move online. I know it may be frustrating to deal with members who don't have internet access, 
but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try anyway for those who do. Get your officer team to be at those meetings as much as possible to show the members that everyone is committed to our successes, not just our Toastmasters success, but with our personal goals. Share your meetings with potential members. While this is probably a rotten time to ask people to spend money on a club membership, this is the time to reach out to people who will need these skills that we teach because they have the time right now. Who can claim they're too busy when all they're doing is being stuck at home? Experiment and have fun. We're going to find out that the ways we handle a meeting role or an activity has to change because of an online setting. Everyone saying a pledge or the Toastmasters Club mission statement altogether on Zoom is horrifyingly bad. Having one person say it live and ask everyone else to say it with that speaker, but stay muted when they do, makes it so much better. Timer rules are still challenging, but I've seen some great solutions, including green dinosaurs, yellow daisies, and red nail polish used to signal the times. Have fun with it. If something doesn't work this week, then you can change it next week. Leadership in adversity calls for creativity, motivation skills, and a fluidity of mind that lets you pivot when necessary. Maybe you can invite another club to meet with you to get a full complement of attendees to make a meeting work. Especially if that club isn't yet meeting online, you're showing leadership and adversity to them as well. When I was prepping for this podcast, I wrote at least three times more material than I needed because I had some aggravation I needed to get out of my system about this situation. Going to socially distanced church services and seeing my beloved friends in person did help a lot. Finding ways to connect with others is critically important right now. I truly appreciate those club members who are making it possible for us to get together and spend time and talk with each other because the isolation is starting to get to me. Is it enough? It has to be for right now. But our Toastmasters friends, our Toastmasters family can rally around us and we can make this work. If your club is struggling, reach out to the district officers. Your area director and your division director want your club to succeed and they can give you ideas and support. We're not alone in this. You still have goals and desires in your life that Toastmasters can help you accomplish. We're just doing things a different way right now. I hope to see you at the next club meeting this week. Our music is from incompetech.filmmusic.io. Toastmasters 101 is a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10. Stay hopeful, stay healthy, and for another week or two, please stay home.